This is the Craft Seller Success Podcast from Tin Teddy. Episode number 33, 10 easy ways to save time in your craft selling business. Welcome to the Craft Seller Success Podcast, helping craft sellers sell their crafts. Hi, I'm Debbie Richardson from Tin Teddy. Yes, it has been a long time since the last episode of the Craft Seller Success Podcast. Episode 32 came out in July 2019, so nearly a full three years ago. And what a strange three years they've been. I stopped publishing new podcast episodes back then because I was struggling to get them done alongside running my own three online stores and various other projects. But I missed it, and I have been regularly getting messages from people who have discovered the podcast, asking when I'll make more episodes. So, I'm back, though things will be a little different. From now on, I'll not be posting episodes on a set schedule, but I will create one when I can. If you're subscribed to one of the podcast sites or the Tin Teddy blog, you will get notified when each episode goes live. And you can, of course, listen to previous episodes at any time. The other difference is the episodes may not all be the same sort of length as before. Some will be, but others will be shorter. This will allow me to continue to put content out without struggling to find the time to be releasing podcast episodes on a regular scheduled basis as before. I'll put one out whenever I get the chance. It may be once a fortnight, it may be once a month, and it may be less often. So, without further ado, let's get started on the first of the new podcasts, episode 33, 10 Easy Ways to Save Time in Your Craft Selling Business. Introduction. As I've said before, if there's one thing that most craft sellers never have enough of, it's time. There is always something else that needs doing, more often than not, multiple things. Even when we don't have things that we need to do, there are still new lines to design and create, marketing to plan, networking to do, and so on. In this podcast, I'm going to give you 10 handy hints on ways to save a little time in the running of your craft selling business. I hope that some of them are of use to you and help make your crafting life a little easier. Number one, look into buying postage online. As well as the online discounts, you may also be able to cut down on trips to the post office and that can save a lot of time. Check with your local mail services to see what options are available to you. You may be able to buy your postage from some online marketplace sites such as Etsy or eBay. A handy hint, buying your postage from Etsy can help maintain star seller status. This is particularly handy for sellers with low priced products who don't want to use tracking. Be sure you understand the dimensions and weights and how they affect the postal prices. Weigh all your products, including the packaging. A simple digital kitchen scale will work well for most craft products and is very economical. If you sell internationally, be sure you have completed any necessary custom forms or other paperwork that is required. 
If you're not sure what you need to do, your postal service, marketplace site or an online selling forum should be able to help. Number two, keep things very tidy. Spend a few minutes at the end of each working day tidying your work area and your supplies etc. Keeping everything organised will save significant time in the long run. It's amazing how messy a crafting area can become. Well, that's the case in my house. And once it's messy, things start getting lost, broken or confused. At the end of every day or working session, I always make sure my work table is clear and tidy and the tools I've been using are back in their proper places. When new supplies arrive, I put them promptly away. Everything has its own home in a labelled box or container. Finished products are always placed in a specific area, ready to send out. Number three, reassess your products on a regular basis. Be on the lookout for product lines that take up a lot of time for the amount of profit you receive from them. As your business grows, you may benefit from removing these particularly time-consuming lines and concentrating on the proportionately quicker lines. You could reintroduce the slow lines in quiet periods when you've got more time for them, or you may want to deactivate them at busy periods. I also recommend keeping an eye on the supply costs of your products. Supplies can go up in price and a product may no longer be as profitable as it once was. Number four, create snippets for replying to emails and other business inquiries. Typing the same thing over and over is an unnecessary waste of your valuable time. The marketplace or shop site that you use may have a snippet feature that you can utilise. If not, you can create your snippets in a word processor and save the file on your desktop. Then copy and paste when needed and it'll be quicker than retyping each time. There are also macro apps that you install in your browser and they let you insert blocks of text with just a few keystrokes. These are another option you may be interested in. Some common snippets that craft sellers find useful include details of the last posting times for Christmas or other holidays, instructions for returns, care, assembly or maintenance instructions for your products, these should also be included with the items, information about using your products commercially for people selling digital products and supplies etc, details of upcoming craft fairs or other events that you'll be attending. Create snippets for any questions you're receiving on a regular basis. If you find you're repeatedly getting the same questions asked about your products or business, consider adding this information into the listings or FAQs, frequently asked questions. This should stop at least some of the queries. Number five, always plan in advance what you're going to be doing. Spending a few minutes writing a to-do list for the day has shown to save four or five times as many minutes later on. Some people like to write a physical to-do list and cross off the items as they do them. Others prefer a digital version where you click on or delete the finished items. There's also lots of apps available that'll help you too. Most craft sellers feel there's never enough hours in the day and there's always a long list of things to do. So scheduling when you're going to do a particular task can definitely help. For example, 
9 o'clock, check messages and orders from overnight, print new order receipts. 9.30, work on open orders. 12.30, lunch and listen to the Craft Seller Success podcast. 1 o'clock, write social media posts for next week. 1.30, pack up your orders, print postage, put in post. 3 o'clock, print any new order receipts and work on open orders. 5 o'clock, tidy work table, make dinner. You don't, of course, have to stick to your schedule. It's for you. No one else can see it or will mind if you change things up as necessary. But having some times, even if they are roughly sketched in, can help a craft seller keep on top of their workload and still find time to relax. Number six, listen to podcasts or audiobooks whilst crafting or travelling. This is a great way to get some learning in. Of course, I'm going to recommend listening to the Craft Seller Success podcast. There's lots of episodes on different aspects of selling crafts online and off. And there's lots of other podcasts to do with crafts, craft selling, marketing, SEO and other useful subjects. Etsy have their own podcasts, which are a great way to keep up to date with changes on the site. If you sell through a different marketplace site, check to see if they also have one. I'm rather a fan of Audible, though there are other audiobook suppliers too. There's audiobook versions nowadays of many, many popular books. I listen to Audible books every day. I listen to a lot of books on business, marketing and SEO. And I also enjoy learning about other subjects that may inspire future product lines. You may have the type of craft that you can safely do whilst watching TV or movies. I like to knit whilst I watch travel documentaries. Many craft niches have some processes that are somewhat mechanical, so having something that is not too stimulating and attention-grabbing in the background may make the task easier. For example, winding yarn, unravelling things, basic knitting and crochet, simple hand-stitching, cutting out simple things, painting base coats, sanding things, opening lots of split rings or threading large beads, and putting things into packaging. Be very careful. If you find yourself becoming distracted or making errors, turn off that TV. Number seven, make use of digital tools on your computer phone or tablet. For example, alarms, calendars, reminders, social media publishing tools, email filters, etc. Even the most basic phones often have built-in features that a craft seller could find useful. And most modern phones can download more apps, often for free. Voice-activated systems, such as Amazon's Alexa and Apple's Siri, can be used to make notes, play audiobooks, set alarms and much more, all whilst you're still crafting away. I'm going to do a more in-depth article on this subject in a future podcast. Number eight, pre-make some products during quiet times. Stock up by pre-making the products you know sell well. I create plenty of my best-selling Halloween and Christmas lines during the quieter summer months. Then when the busy season kicks in, I can get some orders packed up and out the door extra quickly. This not only helps save me time when I need it, 
but customers love to get their items as soon as possible. If you sell personalised or customised items, can you make part of the items in advance to save time when things get busy? I'm going to tell you a little story that I've already mentioned before in the podcast, so my apologies if you've already heard this. A friend sells beautiful knitted Christmas stockings. Each has a name knitted into the top cuff. Of course, she can't knit the whole stocking in advance, as she has no idea what names her customer will want. During her first year of selling, she had to close her shop early, as she couldn't handle all the orders that were coming in. So here is her solution. During the summer months, she knits up lots of stocking bottoms. She stops at the point where the name will begin. Then she puts the stockings on stitch holders and stores them away safely. Then, when an order does come in for a stocking, she grabs a mostly finished one and knits the name on the top. For a very seasonal business like hers, this is a game changer. She can now handle far more orders each Christmas than when knitting the whole stocking to order each time. Is there something similar you could do for your shop in quieter times? Number nine, batches can be quicker per unit than single items. I make my items to order. There are some colours and options though that are more popular than others. So when I get an order, I would often make more than I need in the colours I know sell. Then I have some on hand for that next order. I find that making 10 of an item at once doesn't take as long as it would take to make, say, five lots of two. The time taken to gather supplies and tools, etc., and put them away again, is the same no matter how many are being made. I also organise my open orders so that I do similar tasks together. So I often cut out a few orders, then assemble them all, then pack them all, rather than always doing each one from start to end before another. However, I always pack my orders one at a time though, with nothing else on my work table but the one order I'm packing right now. I do this to prevent orders getting muddled up. There's a very real danger when one has many orders for the same or very similar products. Number 10. Going slow can save more time than going fast. You may have just heard that headline and you're thinking, you what? But it's true. Rushing can result in errors sneaking in and then you need to fix or redo the task and this not only wastes your time but can also waste your valuable supplies. And there are few things more annoying than having to cut out an item twice because the first time you used the wrong fabric or cut them the wrong way round. No matter how busy you are, it is important to stick to your procedures and take care as you work. Use boxes, bags, files etc to keep orders and supplies separate whilst working on more than one at a time. Be sure you're putting supplies and tools away after using them so they don't get lost or muddled or damaged. If you have supplies that look very similar, be extra careful to always keep them apart from each other. For example, different weights of yarn can look very similar. A ball of double knitting yarn is pretty similar to a ball of four-ply. Be sure to replace the yarn bands or relabel them or place them in a designated area so you don't muddle two balls up. Double check every order before sealing the packaging and buying postage. 
is the name and address on the package the same as on the receipt? Are the products in the package exactly what the customer requested? If you get orders for multiple items, consider using a packing list and ticking each item off. Are you sure you have the right postage option? If the customer asked for priority and you've given them standard, they'll not be happy. Running a craft business requires us to think about our time management. But it's also very important that our customers are getting exactly what they ordered. You need to maintain a high level of customer service and professionalism. So, look at how to save time, but don't rush. An incomplete or incorrect order, two orders getting mixed up, sloppy packaging, wrong postage and so on are all quick recipes for unhappy customers' returns, refunds and bad reviews. If you'd like some more hints and tips on saving time and time management, check out episode 18 of the Craft Seller Success podcast, Time Management for Craft Sellers. You can listen to the podcast or you can read the full transcript on the Tin Teddy blog, as with all the Craft Seller Success podcasts. You may also find episode 13, Preparing for Christmas Time Craft Selling, and episode 28, The Organised Craft Seller, to also be useful. So, that's it for this episode. I hope to be back with you very soon. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Craft Seller Success Podcast. Until next time, bye. The Craft Seller Success Podcast from Tin Teddy, featuring Deborah Richardson. Original music by Matthew French.